0: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out deep into your retirement or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeremy Corden. He is the president and founder of Goldback Incorporated, which is a company that allows you to solve the so-called small coin problem of gold. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Jeremy.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Just give us a brief history of how you got to where you are today before we go into the whole history of Goldback.
2: Sure. Um, I've been working in precious metal since I was in my younger 20s. I was just absolutely fascinated with it because I, I kind of got sucked into Ron Paul's libertarian campaign for president about 10 years ago, and I've uh, been here ever since.
1: Okay, so let's. So, what is the problem that Goldback is designed to solve?
2: Okay, so for thousands of years, if you wanted to buy something small, you would have to use like a like a copper coin or a bronze coin. So, for example, in Roman times, if you wanted to buy a loaf of bread, you know, that's the that's the widow's mite. Right. You know, that's your very small bronze or copper coin. Even, you know, fast forwarding to say, you know, 1950 or 1920, you're using copper pennies. You know, it's 100 copper pennies to one silver dollar and 20 silver dollars to a gold piece. And that's really what the gold standard is. The problem with the gold standard that very few people talk about, especially in the precious metal space, is that what you in effect have is a tri-metal system. You have gold pegged to silver, pegged to copper. And if any of the values of those industrial metals changes, it breaks the whole system. And that kind of works in a pre-industrial economy, but where we have all of our copper and electrical wiring, or all of our silver and solar panels and two thousand other things, it doesn't really work anymore. So the where the place where the gold back fits into this is the gold back is one one thousandth of an ounce of gold, um, and that is designed for small purchases like a loaf of bread or or a dozen eggs. It allows gold to actually be used as money.
1: I mean, gold prices do fluctuate up and down. So how does that affect this one one thousandth of an ounce of gold?
2: Well, you know, gold gold prices do fluctuate, but the tendency, the the trend since you know we've gotten uh, decoupled from the gold standard in 1971 is for gold to go up. You know, in 1971 the price of an ounce of gold was about thirty five dollars, whereas the price of gold today is hovering closer to two thousand dollars. Um so you look at that, and with gold back, you know, since it's made out of gold, the, the price also goes up in terms of dollars. In fact, since we launched a few years ago, the price of a gold back has nearly doubled. So a gold
1: back, it's it's a piece of gold or is a piece of, actually a paper that's backed by gold?
2: So it's it's actually gold. So it's made through a process called vacuum deposition. It's the same technology that puts, say, a layer of gold in sunglasses. Uh, or windows, and you have gold sandwiched in between two layers of plastic. So all the gold is there.
1: Okay, and what does it look like for people who can't see it? What does it actually look like?
2: That's fair. Um, you ever see Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, you know, like the Willy Wonka ticket? Yes. It kind of looks like that. It looks like that, except about the size of a dollar bill. So you can put it in your wallet? Yeah. People carry them in their wallets. There's like a one and a five denomination that has five times as much gold in it, going all the way up to a, a fifty.
1: To explain how this works, you go into a store, you're checking out groceries or something. How is the cashier supposed to know how you're paying for your groceries with this thing?
2: Okay, so we launched kind of a pilot program in Utah. We've got you know th- somewhere between three and four hundred businesses here. That have opted to accept goldbacks as payment, and what they do is they have to—they basically have to check the website to get a live price on goldbacks during checkout, and they can calculate how many goldbacks you owe them if you opt to pay with gold.
1: What is the advantage to a merchant to accepting this over cash?
2: You know, a lot of merchants they—they they take cash and they save it. Um, you know, this is kind of a way to do business with. An inflation-resistant or an inflation-proof currency, which is attractive. Uh, it's also attractive because it keeps dollars local, right? Or it keeps money local. Whereas these goldbacks that are being spent at one business will likely be spent at another local business here in Utah or Wyoming or any of these other states that are participating with goldbacks.
1: So, wh- is it in Utah only now, or is it all over the country?
2: You know. It was initially intended to just be in Utah, but 95% of goldbacks are sold outside the state. And we're hearing of goldback transactions occurring all over the world now. Okay, but they're only made in Utah? Is that right? They, they're actually made on the West Coast. Um, so there's like a Utah goldback series that says Utah on them. There's also a Nevada series a new hampshire series and then today we actually launched the wyoming series so that's the fourth one okay
1: so let, let's go through the, the practicalities of how you do this you have say a hundred dollars in okay. regular cash how do you mm-hmm. convert that into a gold bag and then how do you know what you've got i mean hundred dollars is going to buy something a little bit different today than yesterday
2: sure so if you have hundred dollars and you want to buy some gold backs, you can go to goldback.com. There's a list of retailers that'll sell you gold backs. Uh, we've got about half of the precious metals industry is selling gold backs now. Maybe that gets you 30 gold backs, all right, um, or or 28 gold backs, something like that. And at that point, you know you can have them shipped to you and you can stick them in your wallet. Now, if an opportunity to spend them comes down the road. The merchant might be willing to accept gold backs at a ratio of, say, four gold backs or four four dollars to a gold back. So maybe you spend twenty-five of them as a hundred dollars, and you got three extra at the end.
1: So to some extent, it, um, when you're buy when you're converting your regular cash into a gold back, you're hoping that gold is going to go up in price. Is that right? Because the value of what you're buying is going to give you more purchasing power. Is that the idea?
2: Um, eventually that that could be true. like I said you know goldbacks have doubled in price in the last three years. You also have this dynamic where merchants and small business owners they're willing to accept goldbacks at a higher rate than the average person can buy them for, which is, is kind of the business model for most local currencies.
1: So explain a little bit further. there's a spread between what you buy them for and what you get for the value you get for them when you sell them when you transact with them.
2: Well, in this case it works in your favor. So for example, we've got one retailer, they're selling gold backs around $3.50, but the rate that merchants are accepting them is closer to 380 or 390. You know, meaning that, you know, if you're spending gold backs at a small business, you're saving yourself, you know, over 10%. Okay, and the reason
1: that the retailer is valuing at 380 instead
2: of 350 is what? Well, I think it's the same reason why retailers do coupons. It's to get business in the door and to keep the money local. Uh, a lot of these business owners really prefer to accept gold as opposed to you know, fiat cash. And this business model has actually happened before without gold being involved in the equation at all. Um, there's a town in Massachusetts where they did what's called the Berkshire Share. And the way the Berkshire share worked is there was over 100 businesses in this county that signed up to accept them. You could go to the town hall and you could pay 90 cents for a Berkshire share and spend it as a dollar at any one of these businesses, which would then theoretically spend these shares amongst themselves. And this was a very successful program that lasted for nearly a decade.
1: I see. So, okay, so it's a way for the business. And do they advertise we're giving you 10 percent off the
2: Value of your gold gold back is you know attract business that way. So, they're accepting the gold back at about ten percent higher than what you may pay for the gold back. Now, any of these business owners knows that they can also spend one of these gold backs at a at that same value with any one of these other vendors, which is gets the gold back circulating locally. Um, if that sounds a little ludicrous, I mean that's kind of the way how the dollar works, right? I mean, how much gold is in your $100 bill that you spend at your local business? ZERO. ZERO, right? So nothing. So you know, really, the reason why people take money at all is this faith that they can use it with somebody else somewhere else. And it's kind of this game of musical chairs that we hope never ends, right? Now, sure, we have inflation. But the faith that the dollar can buy something for you is what backs the currency. In the case of goldback, what you have is an extremely hyperfractional kind of gold-backed currency that's made out of gold, so it has intrinsic value. And you have this second layer of value where it's being accepted by merchants and businesses at this, and individuals at this rate that's been published. And it's, it's worked really well. There's a lot of confidence in it. Because the bottom is never going to fall out of a gold back unless the bottom falls out of gold, which feels unlikely.
1: Does the U.S. Treasury object to this? I mean, they don't like other people creating currencies. It seems like you're almost creating a separate currency from the U.S. dollar.
2: You know, there's been over 2,000 local currencies in the United States. Uh, This is very much kind of a series of local currencies. We operate under state law. So, you know, there isn't anything that we're doing. We're not making a federal currency. We're not making, a, we're not trying to absorb the dollar at a federal level here. But we have been going to these kind of small states like Wyoming and Utah and Nevada and New Hampshire. And we've been setting up business networks where these are used as a local currency. Um, outside of that, I'd say one of the big drivers of gold sales, you have people that want to support the project, you have people that want them as collector items. And then, of course, you have people that buy them uh, just for, you know, kind of preparedness, preparedness. having an just in case scenario. Sorry, go ahead.
1: When would you want to go back, under what circumstance would you be prepared for?
2: You know, a lot of folks are worried that there could come a day when their dollars might not buy a whole lot, you know, and this has happened in uh, dozens of countries, if not hundreds of countries, where, you know, they wake up one day and their currency isn't worth a whole lot, but they still have to buy things. Kind of like a hyperinflationary event, and that's really kind of been like a very old sales pitch for just buying gold and silver bullion in general. However, we're making the argument that you don't want a two thousand dollar gold coin for that particular just in case scenario. You know, one, it could be counterfeited easily, and two, it's just too valuable to buy something small. You know, whereas a gold back, they're they're virtually uncounterfeitable. There's never been a counterfeit gold back and they're designed for small transactions
1: very good we're going to take a break this is jordan goodman with the money answer show my guest this hour is jeremy cordon he's the president and founder of goldback incorporated uh, which is these uh, goldbacks is a kind of an alternative form of currency backed by gold you can find out more at their website goldback.com we'll be back after this
3: nobody likes the guy who says i told you so The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's MyPassiveIncome.life.
4: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeremy Corden. He's the president and founder of Goldback Incorporated based in Utah. It's kind of an alternative currency uh, with gold in it that you can use for small transactions. And you can find out more at their website, goldback.com. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about the technology involved in producing Goldbacks. It's kind of unique
2: yeah i would i would say so um you know a lot of people think goldbacks are some kind of foil you know something that's just kind of been stamped and hammered and then sandwiched in plastic but really it's it's a vacuum deposition so it's the same technology that's used for microchips you know or, or computer chips
1: And it's some of you developed it's like a patented technology
2: You know, I'd love to take credit for developing it, but it's been around. Vacuum Deposition's been out since they've been putting gold in space helmets. This particular method of doing it has been developed over the last, I want to say, 15 years. There's many patents and trade secrets involved with it. Um, It's made by a company called Valorum, and I'd say that we're their largest customer. We probably do about 90% of their volume right now.
1: So your job is as a wholesaler and creator of the goldback, you you don't get goldback currency directly from you. Explain to people, who, if they were interested in this, how they would actually get some goldback currency.
2: OK, yeah, if somebody wanted to buy some goldbacks, I'd say about half the precious metals retailers out there are selling them right now. If we were able to produce a little bit more, I think everybody would be on board. Uh, our bottleneck has really just been production since it's a very high-tech process. Um, If you go to goldback.com, we have a list of retailers that that sell them now. Um, I think that the wholesale model has really served us well, um, just because it allows all the existing precious metals retailers to participate in something new.
1: So that's uh, where you can get it. As far as where you can use it, how do you have a list of where you can use it?
2: You know, uh, when we started Goldback, I was really hoping that we could find – Maybe five to ten percent of business owners that would be willing to take payment in gold, you know, kind of go for those uh, I don't know, prepper, libertarian type people that you know just really wanted to stick it to the man and take gold. That's not what we found at all. We found that closer to half of small business owners are willing to take gold in payment, and that was in Utah. We're finding that in most states, about a third of small business owners will take payments in gold backs. Um, so you know, I've spent them in Oregon and in Idaho, and you know, they've been spent in Georgia and Virginia, and you know, you can spend them at garage sales and you know, anywhere you can talk to the decision maker, you know, you've got about a, a one in three chance of them taking payment in gold from you. You may have to explain it to them if they don't know what it is. You know, that, that used to be a lot more common. I'm finding that nowadays I have to explain it less and less often. Even if people don't own goldbacks or haven't had any, you know, themselves, um, they've heard of them, and they're really eye-catching, you know? So even people that aren't precious metals people, they, they tend to want them.
1: Uh-huh. So why do you think that fiat currencies are inherently flawed, and this may be a solution for people to avoid the depreciation of fiat currencies?
2: You know... Uh, you could argue that most things are, are flawed. You know, um, you could probably argue that there's flaws with gold backs, but really there there's trade-offs. You know, if you were to have cash savings, if you had a there was an old lady that lived across the street from my grandmother in Berkeley, California. She's this old Jewish lady, and in the 60s she got part of her retirement, and she stored it in hundred dollar bills and she put it in a mason jar and stuck it in her basement. You know, and they pulled that sucker out. Of her basement when she died, maybe five years ago, and she had five thousand dollars in these hundred dollar bills dated to the 60s. Now, when she put them in there, that was a 20% down payment on a house in that area. So, you know, and now it's probably not a 20% down payment on a car, you know, so it's really lost a lot of its value. You know, had we made gold backs in the nineteen sixties and had she done that with gold backs, she'd still have enough money for a twenty percent down payment on a house. At least at the time she died. I mean houses have gone up since then. But so the idea is
1: that it provides a store of value against
2: inflation. Right. It's it's a more reliable store of value against inflation. So, you know, if that's a concern that you have, you know, if inflation's a concern with just, just money that you want to spend or use or or have later, um, you know, we're not promising anyone that they're going to get rich off gold backs. It's just not going to lose value as quickly as, you know, cash that you're saving for the purpose of spending later, I suppose.
1: So why is it that gold has not been performing very well since the 1700s? Uh, you've had a war in Ukraine and Russia, and you've got inflation at 8 to 10% and all kinds of troubles around the world. You would normally think that would be a very positive environment for gold. Why has it not worked out that way?
2: You know, it's been a really positive environment for other metals like palladium and uh, rhodium, and you know other rare earths. Um, you know, gold and silver in particular. Um, you know, I know that a lot of the mega banks are going through settlements right now, and they're going through court because they're getting in trouble for uh, shorting these markets in ways that you know are illegal. Most gold and silver is traded in paper contracts as opposed to the physical form so you you could place some blame there um, but there's also just a lot of other things to put your money into if you're feeling insecure you know you can put your money into real estate or cryptocurrency or you know any other number of places if your sole goal is to you know avoid a infl- inflationary environment so i think that's a factor too
1: it just doesn't seem that gold has provided in this cycle the same inflation hedge as in the past it would have i mean in 1980 1980- and inflation was very high, gold just soared dramatically and the punishment inflation went down. but here inflation has gone up dramatically and gold has for the most part been staying the same or going down a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean gold isn't I mean, if you go back a few years, I want to say gold was around 1200 and it's closer to 2000 now. So you know buying gold is not a get-rich-quick scheme, you know by any degree. You know a lot of folks in the precious metal space is, you know they're arguing that gold's actually on sale now. Just because it hasn't had um, kind of that speculative push into it, especially in terms of physical
1: Yeah but the other thing that people say is that cryptocurrencies have become the new gold, that people who in the past would have bought gold are not buying Bitcoin or Ethereum. Does that, does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, I think I said that. Um, there are a lot of other places that you can go if you're strictly just you know trying to avoid inflation. You know, and cryptocurrency is one of those places. Something that I think the goldback has going for it is that the value increase in terms of dollars for goldbacks has been really stable over the last three years. Whereas cryptocurrency, I mean, you're signing up for a ride with those things. You know, I mean, they they'll they'll go up and they'll lose eighty percent of their value before going up again. You know, and that's that's not for everybody. Nor do I think they're a, an exceptionally convenient way um for spending. You know, if I wanted to pay you cryptocurrency, you'd have to give me a 40 digit wallet that I better not get off. Otherwise I, I can't send it to you. And the only way that you could access your cryptocurrency is by logging into that 40 digit wallet with a 40 digit password, you know, that you better keep safe. Otherwise it's gone forever. Whereas the gold back is a lot more like a cash alternative. It's something that you can stick in your wallet. And even if you didn't have internet access, you know you still you still have your gold backs there.
1: Is there any think thought of doing a silver back as well as a gold back? Uh,
2: there's been some thought into a silver back. Um, the biggest challenge that we've run into we've actually had over a hundred requests for silver backs. Uh The biggest challenge that we've run into a silver back is that it's going to cost several dollars to break it down into a thousandth of an ounce. And then what's a thousandth of an ounce of silver worth you know I mean you're looking at like a two cents worth of metal now we've done it and it's very pretty uh you know to do silver that way but at that point you're you're creating more of like a collector item or a numismatic thing until you know silver silver would have to go up in price dramatically for silverbacks to be viable as a currency it's it's yeah you know, it's not
1: designed that way it's it's designed to be spent, not sent, uh, kept as a item. Although, of the amount of gold backs that you have produced, what percentage of them roughly are in circulation and what percentage are people holding on to?
2: I, I have no idea, you know, because we have no way of tracking it. I, I can only guess. We are finding that, you know, there's some people that circulate them a whole lot, you know, and there's other people that strictly buy them to save. and. There's a few people that are kind of in between. They'll spend some of them and they'll save most of them. My guess is that there's four gold backs that are being saved for every one that's being circulated. So we are seeing some circulation with gold backs. Uh, you know, they're not circulated as much as dollars because again, you know, they're not accepted by everybody. You know, you're not spending them at Walmart. But you know, we try to encourage people to carry them around. You know, we have a, a gold back wallet or most women's wallets work for gold backs as well. There's
1: something called the Utah Legal Tender Act.
2: Uh, how does Goldback fit into that? So one of my partners, Larry Hilton, helped draft the Utah Legal Tender Act about a decade ago. Um, when I first became interested in precious metals, what this did is it was the state recognizing gold and silver as a legal tender within the state of Utah. The reason why Goldback started in Utah is because we have that law here that shields the gold back or uh, protects it, um, under state law.
1: So many other states do not have that law, and therefore, it's not legal to do so. Is that correct?
2: You know, there there are other legal mechanisms that would make goldbacks legal. But we do have to follow state law, because there aren't any federal laws really uh, validating local currencies. I think that's why you see local currencies operating at a state level. Now, one law that we also plug into is called, um, I want to say it's called the Universal Commercial Code. And what we've done with goldbacks is we've actually made them redeemable for U.S. minted gold coins. So if you have a thousand goldbacks or one ounce of gold, because they're all one one thousandth of an ounce, you can exchange it for a, a U.S. minted one ounce gold coin that's stamped with the $50 value. And because we do that, we believe that they uh, are legal to use in any state under because every state at the state level has adopted this UCC law.
1: So that's why they're being used in more than just Utah and the particular Western states where you launched them.
2: Correct. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to wait for every single state to adopt laws specific to gold that also includes the type of gold that we're doing. And again, this is this, these are the same laws that allow companies to make gift cards and coupons and you know things like that. In effect, the gold back becomes a coupon to turn in for a gold coin, except the coupon itself is also made out of gold and has intrinsic value itself, which is uh, kind of an ingenious thing that our legal team came up with. It's very good.
1: Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman with The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jeremy Corden. He's president and founder of Goldback Incorporated based in Utah. Uh, He's got a strategy where you can use these goldbacks to buy and sell things uh, backed by gold. You can find out more at his website, goldback.com. We'll be back after this.
4: Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877 485 6681 to get your free, non binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877 485 6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answers Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeremy Corden. He's the president and founder of Goldback Incorporated. You can find out more at his website, goldback.com. It's a currency that allows you to buy and sell things with a currency that's back has actually got some gold in it. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. So how much is outstanding at this point? How much uh, gold back is out there?
2: You know, I want to say there's about 8 million gold backs out there.
1: And and what would that be worth? Uh,
2: Probably between 25 and 30 million dollars.
1: And you're continuing to add to the supply. What is, I mean, how big is this going to get? And in, in five years, it's going to be billions of dollars of this. Or how big is this going to get?
2: That that's a really that's a really good question. So far, our bottleneck has really just been production. Um, we've been able to sell every single gold back that could be physically produced since 2020. And you know, we spent the last two years really investing in a new facility that could make them a lot faster, you know? So we're going from about a million dollars worth, you know, a month to, you know, closer to, you know, five to $6 million a month. Now, if we built another facility and another facility, I I still don't think that we could be hitting billions, but, you know, we'd be on our way there in say four or five years from now.
1: So people can't see it, but describe what a go back Looks like there's a woman on here named Justitia. Is that what it is? Uh, so, describe what's actually on the thing itself, since people can't see it.
2: Sure. Yeah, most of what you see when you see a gold back is you see. It looks like a Willy Wonka ticket. They're very, very gold. The artwork is very much uh, kind of a throwback to what we used to have on U.S. currency about 150 years ago. So you have lady virtues like Libertas or Victoria, uh, justice, you know, these, these kind of female personifications of uh, virtues um, are on backs.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, and you are a Mormon as well. How does this relate to the Mormon church? Is there Mormon sentiments being expressed
2: here? Maybe just in the Utah series, you know, we really wanted the the Goldbacks to be special for every state that we did them for. So in the New Hampshire series, you have a whole lot of New Hampshire history, you know, colonial history being represented on that series. Uh, you do see some Mormon pioneer history on the Utah series. But again, that's that's unique to Utah. We're not trying to put it on all the other states too.
1: <laughs> so for the average person, they may use it. To buy and sell things, but a lot of them are going to be able to keep a store of value for the potential rise in gold in the long term. Is that basically what you're saying?
2: You know, uh, I think people that are just trying to benefit off the rise in gold prices are more likely to buy, um, you know, like a like a gold contract or or you know maybe physical bullion. I think the biggest reason why people are buying gold backs is. They're people that want to have something that they can spend just in case their their normal spending methods don't work someday. Uh, You know, we also have collectors that buy them because they're pretty. And then you also have some people that buy them um, just because they want to try something new or, you know, they're fun conversation pieces, or you also have businesses participating just to, as kind of an inflation dodge, um, you know, try something different.
1: So say you were in a circumstance where the currency did decline say you're in Venezuela or Zimbabwe, your place where your currency pretty much can, disappears on you and you had goldbacks. How would that help you uh, when all the rest of the paper currency is kind of disappearing in front of your eyes?
2: You know if you look in Venezuela there, there was a story that came out I want to say six months ago. Whereas there's this region in Venezuela where they do a lot of mining and people are using gold flakes as currency. So people are getting these gold flakes and they're spending them for, you know, haircuts and groceries because people would they prefer gold flakes over anything the government produces in terms of currency. Now, you look at a gold back and it's a little better than a gold flake, but it's also very small. It's one one thousandth of an ounce. It's worth about four bucks. You know, you, you get one of those in Venezuela and that's your haircut. You know, it's just far nicer than having to rely on um, gold flakes, I guess.
1: I mean, in the long run, do you see the US dollar depreciating in, in value uh, dramatically?
2: Well, it has. You know, I think that's pretty indisputed. You know, if you look at the value of the dollar 100 years ago, you know, it, uh, what, what, what's the what's the official rate of, I mean, we lost 98 or 99%, you know, it's one of those two. We We've really lost a lot of purchasing power in the dollar since then. And, you know, if you put it to work, you know, maybe that's fine if you can, you know, beat inflation through your investments. And there's certainly a lot of people that have done that. But if you just want to have a money that's not losing as you save it, I suppose, um, I think that's why people are buying gold or you know, why they're so interested in using gold backs.
1: So the government recently passed what they call the Inflation Reduction Act, which is designed to reduce inflation. Do you think it's gonna work? I
2: don't know. I guess we'll find out.
1: But I mean, in general, the government's been spending a lot of money, and that's one of the reasons why currencies are devaluing. Is that correct?
2: I, I think you're right. I think I think most Americans know this. Um you know, I grew up in the state of Oregon. It's it's a very uh, left-leaning state. And you know, I've noticed that um people in both political camps kind of take turns caring about, you know, issues like the debt ceiling and you know, the 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 national debt <laughs> depending on, you know, who's got their guy in power, but yeah, overall, you know, the the you know, it's 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 absolutely enormous what we owe. And if you talk to people about it nowadays, people almost hope for inflation just to get ourselves out of the, the debt trap we put ourselves into.
1: Well, I don't see how that's going to work. I mean, you may devalue the debt, but it still keeps piling up in the billions of dollars every year.
2: Well, if you never slow down spending, no, I suppose it wouldn't work at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, so
1: on, on a a broader basis, um, do you think fiat currency is in danger? I mean, people, as you say, it's based on faith and if people lose faith in it, it could endanger the whole system of fiat currency. Is that something you're worried about?
2: Um, you know, it's something that happens from time to time, you know, that's, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, if you have a currency that's strictly backed by faith, then your weakness as a, as a currency is is a loss of faith and confidence. And, you know, from a geopolitical standpoint, the dollar has more competitors than we've ever had, you know, in terms of, you know, if you look at, you know, what the Chinese are doing or what the you know, India is doing or what, you know, Russia is doing, or if you look at all the foreign central banks stockpiling on gold, uh, the dollar isn't as strong internationally as it as it once was and you know well like any american i hope we you know have a reserve currency for as long as possible there are people that are trying to prepare themselves against a day where if that's not the case or if the bottom really falls out of the us dollar that they they still have something that they can get their groceries with or or trade with their neighbors or in their community and that's really where where goldbacks uh, factors in. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to the lady that built the machine to make goldbacks. And I thought that was so interesting. And I asked her why why she did it. You know, why would you make you know this advanced high-tech vacuum deposition machine for this kind of product that didn't really have a market? And she said that this is an engineer. And she said that she had a dream about 15 years ago where there was a woman and she was trying to get to the hospital and she was pregnant and she was having her baby and there were cars going by on the street. But her impression was that there was nothing that she could give anybody to get to the hospital because there was something wrong with the money. You know, there was something wrong in the economy where the money wasn't working. And again, this, this happens from time to time throughout the world and it's actively happening in many places now, but. Uh, In her dream, this lady pulled out what looked like a Willy Wonka ticket and it was this golden thing and she was able to pay a driver to take her to the hospital, you know, so this woman woke up incredible woman and she builds a machine that can put gold in between two layers of polymer and be used for small purchases, you know, so that's, that's kind of the, I guess the, the origin of, of this thing.
1: Quite amazing. Quite an amazing story itself, yes. Now there is a new financial system, the QFS system that's being introduced. Uh you're familiar with that? How how might that affect uh the whole fiat currency system?
2: It, it, it's hard to say, you know. Um if it's if it's still a, a faith-backed system, you know, it's gonna have the same weaknesses as the existing system. And you know, of course, governments from time to time do this, you know, or they'll get together and they'll launch a new currency or, or a new scheme to try to, you know, keep people's faith in whatever the thing is. And, you know, well, maybe it'll work. I don't know.
1: I mean I think it's backed by gold. I think the QFS system is ultimately backed by gold.
2: No. Maybe they should make it out of gold backs.
1: <laughs> well it's it's this is what they call the great reset. It's a, a major resetting of the entire financial system that's in, in process right now, led by the Euro- European Central Bank.
2: Well, here's the thing. You know, a lot of these central banks, they have, they have gold holdings. I want to say that about 20% of all the gold that's ever been mined is currently being held by a central bank somewhere. And these central banks, they have to recast their 100-ounce bars or their 2-kilo bars every time they transfer it to each other because you know there's so many fakes out there. I think that what you're really going to see is central bank interest in the technology that we're using for goldbacks. Because their job is to make a money that's credible and accepted, you know, our, our societies need to have um, working monies to function. You know, so I think I think that's probably what the future of Goldback is going to look like here in 10 years. It's not going to be maybe Goldback per se, but it's going to be dozens of different central banks that are you know issuing this type of stuff.
1: Mm, very interesting, dude. Okay, we're going to take another break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jeremy Corden, president and founder of Goldback Incorporated. You can find out more at his website, goldback.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to
4: you, Voice America Business Network.
5: You've been
0: listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeremy Corden. He's the president and founder of Goldback Incorporated, which is a way to have a uh, currency you can actually use to buy and sell things. It's got some gold one 1,000th of an ounce of gold. Uh, their website, goldback.com. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy. I
2: appreciate you having me here.
1: At the beginning of this whole thing, there was a, a good deal of pushback and skepticism from your attorneys and others. How did you overcome that?
2: You know, I don't really know what I expected when we launched Goldback. You know, Maybe I thought that people would roll out the red carpet and say, oh my goodness, you know, you fixed money and Congratulations. And there were certainly a few individuals that did that. Um, but when you make anything that's new, there's a level of skepticism that, that you have to deal with for, you know, why why you're credible, right? Um, we were fortunate in that a lot of um, precious metals dealers adopted goldbacks early. One of the biggest ones at MEX started selling goldbacks within three months of our creation and after that, the, a lot of the criticism disappeared, and people just didn't want to miss out, you know. So you kind of hit this tipping point um, of credibility, where people go from "that's ridiculous, that'll never take off" to "well, do you got any left?"
1: Listen, and that's where you are today.
2: Well, yeah, you know, we've sold out several times. You know, um, I want to say back in twenty twenty when COVID started, the demand for goldbacks were so great. But every precious metals dealer that sold them was out of stock, and the only place you could buy gold back, which, by the way, was about a three-dollar product at the time, was on eBay, and they were running for fifty dollars a piece. <laughs> That's great. That's quite a secondary market. So, what is it today? Well, it's not fifty dollars. You know, we're able to make more of them. I want to say it's closer to you know three and a, it's between three and a half and four dollars. So, as a business yourself. Do you make a profit by selling goldbacks? What what is the business case for your business itself? Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be much of a business if I didn't profit off selling them.
1: <laughs> right. So how is it? Um, You're selling them at a wholesale rate, and they marking them up, in effect.
2: Yeah. So we, we we produce them, we sell them at a wholesale rate, and then you know we expect our retailers to make between five and ten percent off of them, uh, you know, when they sell them to end users.
1: Uh huh. Is there a particularly strong following in the, I guess you'd call it, uh, libertarian? You talked about going to things like uh, uh, Freedom Fest and other similar kinds of events. Is that where it has a cult following?
2: You know, there there is a bit of a cult following. You know, I mean, you look at places like New Hampshire, you know, where there's kind of a strong libertarian presence. But what's so fun about goldbacks is that 80% of people that own goldbacks have never owned precious metals before in a physical form. So you have a lot of young people in Goldbacks, you know, people between the ages of 20 and 40. And I think that a lot of these folks ended up with them just through circulation, you know, people giving them out as tips or as gifts. You know, you gotta figure for four dollars, you can turn anybody you know into someone that is owning precious metals for the first time.
1: You're saying the, the, the runway is much bigger. There's lots more people that are don't have gold than do have gold.
2: Right, yeah, it's expanding the gold market, you know, and that's that's really healthy because you you have kind of this generation that's been very involved with coins and very excited about, you know, bullion. And they're aging out, you know. We've lost half our coin stores in Utah in the last 20 years, you know. I think in large part because the generation that cares the most about coin collecting is it's aging out faster than it's being replaced. So this is more
1: for a new newer generation of people interested in gold.
2: It's it's for both, but there's a lot of interest in the newer generation for sure. Um, I'll ask you a question, Jordan. Why do you think gold was used as money for thousands of years? Why why gold? Well, it's, there's a limitation on it.
1: I mean, it's it, it, you can't print gold. You can print paper, but you can't print gold.
2: But that's that's true for just about any commodity out there. I mean, there's other things that are rare. You know, there's other things that are divisible that you know maybe could have been used as money.
1: Just got to start that way. I'm not sure exactly why they picked gold. They like it shiny, and they like the way it looks, and it became what kings used for currencies at that time. I
2: think, I think you hit it right on the head there. It's shiny, right? So you, you've got something that half of all gold that's being mined right now is used in jewelry. You know, If you're going to make a currency, you have to have everybody accept it. You have to have men and women accept it. And gold itself is just so beautiful That I think that's really why it's been there's kind of a very uh, kind of visceral reaction to to gold at a a very base level as something that's desirable, and with gold back, you know, if you haven't seen one that kind of looks like a Willy Wonka ticket, you can actually see all the gold. If we made them any thinner, you could start to see through them. So a single gold back, everything you're looking at is gold, and it's about the size of a dollar bill, and people want them because I think, in large part, because they're pretty, you know. And for four dollars, it's not a very big risk. It makes it very easy to use them at garage sales and with your neighbors and get everything else. It makes the gold back very easy to use money.
1: Will these eventually be used in other currencies? Could you have a euro gold back and a yen gold back in other currencies?
2: You know, we we are seeing a lot of interest in gold back uh, outside the United States. You know, we recent ha- we had the largest metals dealer in Australia reach out to us, and they wanted to you know get a lot more involved in selling gold backs because they're telling us that their customer base uh, base is demanding them. Uh, by our own estimates, we're finding that there could be anywhere between half a million and a million people today that own gold backs. So it's it 's got a lot of reach you know in just a few years and that's with uh, you know production limits
1: but you could use your dollar goldbacks in other currencies in Canada and other places
2: so goldbacks aren't dollars um, that that's a common misconception so you'll have like a one on a gold back but a gold back is one one thousandth of an ounce of gold and it's valuable because it's gold and because of that, you know, theoretically, I mean, they could be bartered or used with. Um, they could be bartered with anywhere in the world. Already.
1: Oh, uh-huh. so it's not really a dollar. It's not tied to a particular currency. It's tied to the price of gold.
2: It's it's tied to the value of gold plus the manufacturing cost of making a gold back. You know, if you if you take a material and you're able to split it into a thousand pieces and serialize it and make it counterfeit proof. You know that comes with a premium. Um, it used to be that to go this small, you'd be paying a four to six hundred percent premium. You know, and we've got it, you know, closer to about a hundred percent now. Would there ever be competition?
1: Uh, somebody coming into the same business with you?
2: Uh, I think it would be really tough to get in. You know, we've got a really tight supplier contract with our manufacturer, so we're not anticipating. You know, a whole lot of competitors, um, you know, we've got them very much backlogged with the amount of orders we've put in. Um, but, you know, someday, I, I'm really hoping that central banks get interested in the technology that we're using. In fact, there's already a few central banks around the world that are looking into this as something that they can do with their gold reserves. So, you know, I, I think that at that point, you um, you know that's what that's what victory looks like for us is that we've won the argument and central banks are using this technology to make a better um, less inflationary money or at least an alternative in parallel to their inflationary monies right because i mean what do you want to hold your mortgage in you know gold or fiat currency right
1: <laughs> so you're saying it's changed from the beginning there was kind of skepticism and concern particularly by central banks and others and now it's been accepted and they may be thinking of expanding the idea. I
2: uh, I hope so, you know, and you gotta keep in mind there there's over a hundred central banks around the world. So it's not, you know, it's not like you know, there's one or two. Um and you know, it might start with a few central banks and maybe it'll spread, you know, if the if the idea has merit. In the roughly two
1: minutes we have left, why don't you just kind of sum up why somebody should want to Take, start getting gold backs and using it in their everyday life.
2: You know, they they make really great conversation pieces. You know, people really like to take them as tips or gifts. Uh, a lot of people buy gold backs because they're worried that their cash is losing a lot of its value very quickly, and they want to have, you know, some of their reserves in an alternative. Um, I think gold backs makes a lot more sense than gold coins if your intent is to spend them later, as gold backs are uh, virtually impossible to counterfeit, and they are convenient for small transactions. Um, you also have people that buy it for you know, uh, numismatic reasons or you know, they want to collect the art. Uh, they make really great gifts. So those are some of the reasons why we're getting back from people for you know, why they're buying gold backs. Uh, You can learn more about goldbacks at goldback.com. And then today, uh, for the very first time, Wyoming goldbacks are available for sale. Very good. Well,
1: thanks so much. We've learned a lot about goldbacks and a a new form of currency in effect from our guest, Jeremy Corden, who is the president and founder of Goldback based in Utah. Uh, So I hope you've all uh, learned a lot about alternative currency you might not have heard about before. So thanks so much for being a great guest on The Money Answer Show, Jeremy.
2: Again, I appreciate you having me.
1: Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now.
0: Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.